0: Welcome to the Monday Night Scores, a wrestling podcast covering the epic battle for rating supremacy between WWF Raw and WCW Monday Nitro. We relive the war skirmish by skirmish to decide which show we think should have won the fight for viewing figures that week. We then reveal which show actually did take the gold in the Nielsen ratings using our golden envelope. Last time out, Diesel went rogue, causing fingerless pleather glove sales to plummet, The billionaire Ted travesty continued, despite us all tapping out with all our might. And over on Nitro, we got more of the same all over again, as the go-home show heading into Super Brawl 6 left us all none the wiser as to why we want a shout-out for the pay-per-view. The American viewing public backed Bischoff and the boys, however, as Nitro pipped Raw in the ratings war to go into an almost unassailable 10-9 lead. What'll happen this week? And what actually did happen on Super Brawl, there's only one way to find out. But before we get into it, we best start by introducing ourselves. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Steve, and I am, as always, joined by a man who once sat alone in his car for a total of two hours and 17 minutes after realising he'd inadvertently overpaid for a parking ticket, all to make sure that i got every single second I paid for, know what I mean? It's the one and only nitpicker, Jim! All right, Jim? Hey, how are we doing? Yeah, not, not bad at all, not bad at all. Uh, any, any, any more carrot stories this week? Yeah, I said, didn't I? I said
1: we'd probably have had the big harvest by the time... Um... <laughs> by the time we spoke next and then we have we've had it we've had the big harvest I you're can, joking uh, no 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 we have, we have
0: I'll see you in day
1: quite pleased with the results actually despite the best efforts of of the cat <laughs> next door the cat the cat is trying to disrupt the food supplies we're gonna share some exclusive content with you for a, a live reveal if you want I'm thinking definitely I'm thinking some kind of county fair <laughs> entry Wow, I mean, gi- a, genuinely impressive. Bring home a couple of rosettes.
2: <laughs> it would seem the secret sauce has been the cat piss. Yes, <laughs> Cat piss Who and
1: rush. it's a potent combination.
0: <laughs> That'll get the sponsors in. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> we'll get that, we'll get that, the carrot
1: photo on Twitter. That'll definitely, I think, that much, If that doesn't bring the bullrush sponsorship money we've been chasing
0: for a while, I don't know what will. <laughs> or more <laughs> 90s wrestling fans, then what will? <laughs> Amazing. And I'm also joined by another man whose cry of despair at what he called el equivo cation judicial" a judicial error, could be heard all over Spain as Connor Cody's goal was chalked off by VAR in the Merseyside Derby. It's the one and only last Liam. Right, Liam? Right, lads. I've done spent longer trying to figure out the pronunciation of that than I have watching any wrestling in the last week, by the way. So I you hope it me.
2: paid off. Sound like one of the locals. <laughs> I did. Are you be fluent, aren't you? No, fluent, I
0: praise. I am, really am. <laughs> we <We're> lost, lost <laughs> Legends I'll, be, I'll be coming to you for lessons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Liam. Uh, excited for another round of 90s wrestling mayhem and carrots.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially after the last nitro uh, episode, I was I couldn't wait to get right back into it this week, you know, for some more for more some more Hogan shenanigans, so I've strapped myself in, can't wait. <laughs> Superb.
0: Well we best get into it then Alright Jim, cool it I'll get us placed in history With some cultural reference points Here we go Let's set the scene The date is The 12th of February 1996 This week In music The first ever rap double album All Eyes on Me (at eyes with a Z Was released by Tupac Shakur And get this Reached platinum status So 1 million copies sold In 4 hours On its way to the top of the billboard 100 4 hours well, Impressive. It really is. Across the pond, and much to the dismay of the nitpicker, Take That announced that they were splitting up. A move that caused the Samaritans to establish a counselling phone line. I shit you not. <laughs> they really did. In sport, NFL coach Bill Belichick was fired by the Cleveland Browns, leaving with a record of 36-44. and 44. I imagine that's the last we'll ever hear of him. And in cricket, Kenya played their first ever ODI. But Sachin Tendulkar ruined the party, notching up 127 not out as India beat the Simbas by seven wickets. And in film, Happy Gilmore was released in the US. I watched it this week just to see if the Mean Street potty turned up as extras in the background, but, but they did not. And Muppet Treasure Island was also released. I did the same to see if the Dungeon of Doom would pop up as extras, but again, I mean, I couldn't really tell because we know what the Dungeon of Doom look like, but I don't think they're in it. Right, now we know what was causing us to cry into our shell suit jackets, what we were reading about on the back pages of the papers, and what we were giggling along to at the cinema. Let's see how Vince and Eric try to compete with that lot. There'll be sublimely delivered Arn Anderson high-heel Hogan face strikes, terrible flat-as-a-pancake NASCAR-driving promo-capturing Mean gene hand mics, but no Kurt Angle adorning spandex-constructed stars and stripes. Let's get cracking. And we kick off with the Raw Rundown. This week, the lads and lasses are in a packed-out Madison Square Garden. We start proceedings with the debut of Craig Wood Higgins, an aristocrat who we're left to imagine will be part of a stable with Hunterhurst Helmsley, but we get no clarification on comms, who instead tell us that the lad's origin is Belgium and France, and his family name, Bassett, roughly translates to mean low to the ground, in contrast to the blue-blood societal status, a pun I wouldn't have thought Vince's toilet humour would have extended to, but here we go. Oh, no, don't worry, here he is. Vinnie Mac immediately reverts to type. You might remember that last week we covered in our scene setters the fact that the US Congress passed the Communications Decency Act. Well, Vince has clearly decided to give Congress the proverbial middle finger in response as we get a real Attitude Era shock tactic as we're subjected to a lengthy and gratuitous close-up shot and I can't believe I'm saying this, of Higgins' nutsack. (laughs) He's there, proud as punch, at the top of the gangway. Stage lights on Alan Partridge, full beam setting, lighting everything up far more than it needs to, with the camera fixed on his aristocrats. Absolutely shocking. Anyway, the crowd seem to love it, as Higgins gets a rapturous applause, and he then starts to make his way down the gangway. His manager, not introduced on comms, is a lady in a dark navy blazer and a matching pencil skirt, with short dark hair looking a bit like Higgins' personal assistant, I guess. Anyway, she then pulls out a squeaky toy, which seems to capture Higgins' attention, a bit like Paul Bearer does with Yearn and The Undertaker, and... Oh, hang on. Ah, oh, you know what I've done, don't you, lads? It's... it's the the fucking 96 Westminster Dog Show instead of Raw this week isn't it what a pack of wallies we are (laughs) knocked off the schedule for this Vince must have been
2: livid (laughs) I've got to to say though I've got to say Higgins' temperament was spot on you know he wasn't letting letting the big occasion get to him so I've got to to (laughs) applaud him for that
0: He was superb, He was superb. <laughs> Fuck me. Cannot believe it. Can't believe this knocked raw off the airwaves. Unbelievable. And uh, I assume, you know, you lads and everyone listening at home, the listener, uh, will be super keen to find out what happened on, 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 on Nitro. But even more so, I imagine you want to know who the winner of the 1996 Westminster Dog Show was. Well, I'll tell you, it, Country Sunrise won. It was a climber Spaniel. So there Country you go. Oh, its name's Country Sunrise. Country Sunrise. And, and well done for asking, Jim. As you've mentioned the name, I had a bit of a gander at other previous winners, and uh, I initially mistook them, as part of my research, um, for just Raw's version of The Dungeon of Doom. Strap yourselves in. Some of the select winners include Warren Remedy, Sabine <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> Ticklem Jock Kenmare part. Sorceress Midriff Seductive Boxwood Barkentine Barbary Hill Bootlegger Governor Moscow Warland Protector of Shelter Rock My Own Brucey <laughs> Pitter-Patter of Piper's Croft <laughs> Rock Ridge Night Rocket Rancho Dobe Storm Kipak's Car- <laughs> Carmichael Car- <laughs> Carmichael's Fanfare <laughs> Carmichael's Fanfare, <laughs> Bardeen Bingo, <laughs> Sir Lancelot of Barvan, Dandy's favourite Woodchuck, St. Aubrey Dragonora of Elsdon, Cabix the Challenger, Seaward's Blackbeard, Marietta's National Acclaim, <laughs> Grey Elm's Prince Charming the II, <laughs> Registry's Lonesome Dove, nearly there, Willem the Conqueror, not William, Special Times Just Right, Surrey Spice Girl, Torum's Scarf Michael, 3D Grinchy Glee, Tash Tins Looking for Trouble, Rumour Has It, and my personal favourite, Banana Joe. (laughs) Right, let's, (laughs) let's sack this off, pun intended, even though that was the dog's bollocks, and let's get back to the Monday Night Wars. So that wasn't Raw, but what about Nitro? Over to the notebook to find out. Well as we swing open the notebook's front cover, we see a giant Super Brawl 6 logo followed by a scribbled question mark. No, that's not the notes from last week trying to work out what the hell the card was, or why we should care, they're just my notes having watched the thing. So what actually happened? Well all we knew is that there'd be a double cage with various members of the Dungeon of Doom going up against Savage and Hogan, and that the Legion of Doom wanted Harlem Heat to have a tag title shot, which was very nice of him. So what did we get? Well, no double cage in sight. That was clarified to mean two cage matches one after the other. That's not a double cage match. Unclear. That's not a double cage Saturday. match. It really yeah. is. It's not a double cage match. It's not. So we start with the nasty boys who defeated public enemy in a false count anywhere tornado tag match that was a discount hardcore shit fest a la ECW, but it was poor. I'm sure watching at the time as a kid, this would have been incredible, but this was awful. Did really, it. really bad. Skipped it. Good. You did what you did. you did. You did, right. Then Johnny B-Bad with Kimberly defeated
2: DDP to retain the World Television Championship. Meh. It, it seems like just, they, they just have like a continuous kind of fight after fight kind of thing going on, don't they? Uh,
0: yeah, and on the Saturday show. So
2: we never see it until we and get all paper. We've, no yeah, we've, we've don't not seen them on Nitro for months. Nah. That's what mean, if they've the promoted same.
1: some of these matches, I might have watched some of them, but, <laughs> but they, didn't. They, haven't, they haven't. So what's the point? Especially a title, a title <laughs> match as well. Completely correct. If they don't care about them, I
0: should fucking win. Next up, Luger and Sting retained the tag titles by defeating Harlem Heat. LOD, were just pleased that the Heat lads got the shot. That was was it from them. Oh, no, they had a match later on as well. Sorry, I I didn't get any of that from Eggers. And they fucked him in the finish. (laughs) And they fucked him in the finish. That too. (laughs) Conan beat the one-man gang to keep the United States Championship. No mention of the Mexican belt that he had but a week ago. When did he win this title? No idea. Didn't get that neither. Anyway, and then we had an I respect you leather strap match between old Yeller himself, the Taskmaster, and the becrazed flying Brian Pillman, a match that now lives in infamy. Out first with the mouth of the South was Taskmaster, followed by a deadly serious Pillman, who was carrying the strap, still tied up in his packaging. Pillman, rather than the mental antics we've become used to of late, sprints straight down the ring and the lad starts shooting ugly-looking bar fight stuff as Taskmaster grabs and holds onto Pillman's leg as Flying Brian batters him with a still-tied-up leather strap. They finally get up, and Taskmaster absolutely socks Pillman with a stiff punch to the jaw, causing Shivani, Dusty Rhodes and Bobby the Brain on comms to react as if a nuke has gone off, as Pillman then ends the match, as per the stipulation, by grabbing the mic from the ref and saying, I respect you, before adding the kayfabe-shattering words... Booker man to a stunned, sweaty Taskmaster before hightailing out of the ring as Tasky tries to get a few last whips of the belt in. To salvage this, the battery arrives in full (laughs) (laughs) 1990s American on safari garb, long sleeve shirt, chino shorts cut above the knees with a belt on, and walking boots with ice white socks. The lads are clearly at sixes and sevens as Taskmaster attacks Arn before he's a chance to take his top off and then just lets him take his top off. The two then have a decent enough match, thanks almost entirely to Arn. before Flair bolts down the ramp to break them up after Jimmy Hart's gone to get him, appealing to both lads to stop and make up with one another so they can keep their eyes on the prize, ridding the WCW of Savage and Hogan. The lads oblige, but it all looks super messy and like no one really knew what was going on, as Flair starts picking entertaining verbal fights with people who are booing him in the crowd, saying things like, I'll take your missus home with me and make a, a woman tonight, etc., in, of course I mean it was the 90s guys and that my friends was Brian the best damn thing about this show Pillman's last match before being fired
1: that's the end of the uh, the, the only interesting thing in WCW is now uh, exactly on, that's done
2: that's done so did, did we get did we get anything about it being a a respect match like well you have to jump on the mic because if we did I, I've totally forgotten it I, I knew no, it was I a strap match yeah me too no so I, nothing I didn't about have the... a clue that there would be a mic involved in like Tim Patrick would be shouting, you know, do you respect him every two seconds or what? jumping on the <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think yeah.
1: he made that abundantly clear in the in the in the shows prior to it. But yeah. you know, they certainly didn't. Make ninety percent of the cards abundantly clear. Even very though good, made it was
0: made abundantly fucking clear, so never mind. Yeah. No you well, you're so right. So what was going on with this then? So, well, this infamous kayfabe break-in episode was apparently the doing of Bischoff and Pillman. A pseudo-worked shoot, being as they didn't enlighten any other members of the roster, including Taskmaster, who was indeed the booker, The Battery, Flair, or Jimmy Hart. The story, or so Bischoff says, was that the two lads wanted to go big with the Pillman crazy gimmick and wanted to have a storyline where he went too far and got fired but to do that without it getting out that it was a work shoot, they decided that Pillman needed to be genuinely fired. He'd then go to ECW in the same character for a while, which he did, before making a dramatic comeback in the future. We'll have to wait and see to see if the plan comes to fruition. And we won't have to wait too long. Anyway, back to Super Brawl, where Luger and Sting and the Road Warriors finish with a double DQ, meaning Inflexible Lex and Sting Nice But Dim keep all to the titles. After that, The first of our double cage matches, as Flair is able to defeat the Macho Man Randy Savage to win his 13th world title. But only thanks to a literal heel turn from Miss Elizabeth, who hands her shoe to Flair so he can clock Macho with it and win the title. But only after we see an asshole new side to Ric Flair. The match, which I thought was genuinely gripping, looks like it's going to end on a couple of occasions with Flair clambering out of the cage. Only for Macho to grab and pull down Flair's trunks at the back, keeping him true to his word and showing the nature boy in a state of nature. The spot's repeated as Flair moons the arena once more in what surely inspired the nutshot shot in the Westminster dog show. Oh no, no, wait a minute, he wouldn't have done that. Before he gets his weapon from Elizabeth, who it turns out was bitter about Macho letting her down seven years ago or something, Hogan emerges (laughs) with an eye patch for the ages to make off with at least 90% of Macho's thunder, despite the fact that he's up next. And up next he is, taking on the giant, who he beats, obviously. And then the entire Dungeon of Doom arrive, obviously. And then he fends them all off single-handedly using shite chair shots, obviously. Finally, Loch Ness arrives. To make his debut, but he's held back by the other Dungeon members, especially who else but Nervous Wreck the Zebrodiac, as we end the show.
2: The shark was back as well. The he's
0: shark the... was back? I've seen the shark for ages. Yeah, yeah. He's
2: been missing for a while, hasn't he? That's when you thought it was safe to go back on Nitro. He was one of the last to appear, of course. And Pua
0: Meng, he had to go and take this weak-ass chair shot and hightail it despite being the best thing Dungeon of Doom have got.
2: I thought HBK jumped ship to WCW once as in uh, that arse being paraded in the ring. <laughs> I thought he's, uh, <laughs> he's, doing a, he's... He's doing a dirty protest.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was insane, wasn't it? It was like...
2: Oh, yeah, just... just and for hours. Why is it in the match? But, so and then he
0: did it again. It's, so it twice. was
1: classic flair. It was, fucking, it was more than twice, I think, in the end. It was just... It would, do something like... Any, any spot, we have to do that spot every single week over and over again. Now he's just do right, I'm going to get my arse out of it. And it just... You know, there's some kind of reaction, so the arse comes out another five more times in the space of three minutes. It was ludicrous.
0: <laughs> it really was. It was insane. Bonkers. I thought it was a good match, other than that. I genuinely... Yeah. I thought I Match, Joe, match was great. Yeah, exactly. Didn't need it. So that was Super Brawl, but what about Nitro? Well, we are live from the Florida State Fair in Tampa, Florida. On comms, as usual, are Eric Bischoff along with colour commentators Steve Mongo McMichael and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Reflecting on Super Brawl the night before, Mongo comments on Miss Elizabeth turning on the macho man, saying, Elizabeth had an axe to grind with the macho, or should I say, a high-heeled axe to grind. N- no, you, sh- you shouldn't say that, Mongo, because high-heeled axes aren't a thing. Heenan makes much more sense, but by today's standards, that sense comes in the... <laughs> comes at the cost of causing offence as he responds to Macho's nonsense with well when you're dealing with a woman you never know what's going through her mind you never know how far back she holds resentment you never know what her plans are ahead all you have to do is be careful (laughs) what's the the 90s folks (laughs) anyway after this recap we finally get stuck into Nitro so we begin as we must with Pepe Watch and this week just like every week I have not got a fucking clue lads it seems that we have some kind of uh, red sunglasses on the on the poo pooch along with a matching set of headphones along with a neckerchief and a kind of black woolly jumper uh, the ever suffering canine is introduced by mongo his master who explains that the little guy's got the headset on because he's plugged into the back to hear what's happening backstage also it's a broadcast and Mike <laughs> headset, meaning I think he's dressed up as a mini-me Mongo. I think that's the, the shtick. I mean, it's gotten so bad that this week Mongo has used the sunglasses to cover the dog's eyes, so we at home can't see his soul-crushing tears of anguish as he dejectedly <laughs> contemplates his miserable existence like some kind of
2: tragic Greek myth. Awful. Yeah, I didn't have a clue this week. Fucking no idea. Scraping the barrel. I mean, no yeah, wonder. They're running out of ideas, aren't they? More than one.
0: <laughs> in yeah. more ways than one, <laughs> we finally get underway with the action as Hugh Morris is taking on Macho Man Randy Savage, which would have been for the title had Macho still had it. Bischoff tells us that we've got a Macho Flair rematch for the gold next week on Nitro in a way to immediately kill all <laughs> hype about this match. It,
2: well, it, don't, don't it give will, a goes back to what we were saying last last uh, last show and how, how many times the uh, belts being oh. defended. So even though it's got a week off for this one. It's back again next Straight week. Back in next week. This so is why right. it's
1: absurd. to You know when, like you were saying about the Bischoff's version of the the Pillman events, where it's like he was in on this this, this kind of you know, creative, really really innovative fucking you know plan. Uh, it was all this yeah, yeah. you know this, this ploy to make Brian Pillman seem fucking crazy. See if he'd be in on that when he, you know his the the extent of his creativity is let's have a fucking title match every single week and you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: no long term booking apart from. <laughs>
1: It's just Pilman. nothing, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 nothing, imagine if nothing new, it's repeat, right? Everything is repeated week after week till so it's like, you know, to the point of you're absolutely going yeah. to death tears with it. And then, you know, all of a sudden we've got this, this genius masterstroke underway, like, where which we're going to fucking, you know, we're going to prove to everyone Brian Pillman's really crazy. You know what I mean? As, <laughs> yeah, as if, as if, as if what an absolute absurdity.
0: Back to the action then, Morris is out first and he's followed by Macho, who Eric introduces as one of the most colourful, of the most flamboyant athletes here in all of WCW, milliseconds before he emerges without any of his usual glittering regalia, Jesus wept Eric, it's it's almost as kayfabe shattering as Pillman's antics last week, bigging up how much glitter and fancy Macho is for the moment to immediately come out not, it's like Jesus Christ, gives a bit of fucking respect. Tonight, Macho, is all business, and the match itself is a breath of fresh air for Macho on Nitro. After a short tease that we're going to have the usual, he gets battered for ages before dropping the elbow and winning, Slim Jim's spokesman, as Michael Buffer introduced him at Super Brawl, puts on a more physical, brawling, focused assault than we've seen for a while on WCW's Monday Night Show. Macho dispatches Morris after delivering not one, but two flying elbows off the top rope, then threatens to add a third before securing the pinfall. But the dungeon's unhinged giggler rolls out of the ring before he can. Strong showing from Macho, and he's now rolling it into his rematch next week with a bit between his teeth and the wind in his sails, if you'll excuse the mixed metaphor. I just don't understand,
1: I don't know how, how yous feel about this, but I just don't understand why we see Macho here, he finally looked like he's half-decent. I've well, got something about him again. Whereas, the you know, like the second after he's lost the title, whereas for weeks he'd been booked like fucking John Cristal and yep. Brian Walsh, total job <laughs> exactly. guy. As soon as he loses the belt, oh, he's half decent again. Well, what the fuck? Mean, What's focused, hundred
0: percent. It's it's insane.
2: Yeah, and what, what I mean, we we're, we're always quick to slate the Dungeon of Doom interfering, but if one of your lads is getting pummeled like after the match, <laughs> you'd expect this is the perfect time for them to come down and like save him.
0: Absolutely right. All the times they come out. So you got
2: you got hit with two two elbows, and then afterwards was a third, and still no one appeared from the back. (laughs) So (laughs) it just doesn't make sense. What's going on? He's all right. Throwing right.
1: Morris to the wolves.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just not laughing now. (laughs) I don't think
0: you'd be alone there, Liam, at all. So I'd like to tell you what happened next, but I fell asleep. According to the reference sources I use, uh, Mean Gene interviewed a NASCAR driver who will be racing the WCW-sponsored number 29 NASCAR. Steve Uh, Grissom. Steve Steve Grissom, Grissom, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The paint job apparently looked miles better than uh, Hulk's monster truck. Um, But Jesus Christ, who thought it was a good idea to put a microphone in front of this bloke? He seems like a lovely bloke and everything, but holy shit. I was half hoping Hulk would do his usual and come out and interrupt, announce that Steve Grissom was his new best friend and start talking <laughs> about <laughs> the fact that all the Hulkamaniacs would be supporting the WCW <laughs> car. But then I realised the reason he didn't was that there was absolutely zero thunder here. <laughs> so Hulk's spider <laughs> senses would have never tingled, so he didn't come out. There's nothing to steal. Awful. Sting was in the pit crew, though. Yeah, apparently.
1: He going to be in the pit then. crew changing the tyres so why
0: sting that out with him you know what I mean why sting that out there doing a bit like yeah me and you Steve you know shitting Christ That was rubbish next up Scotty Riggs of more Riggs please fame is about to take on Loch Ness the giant who requires the whole of the dungeon of doom to restrain him and stop him facing Hogan in the cage at Super Brawl no such internal restrictions here though Riggs is out first and Bischoff says he hopes he has his life insurance paid up Heenan suggests he hops in the WCW NASCAR and gets as far away from the arena as he can, as I hope they're now <laughs> making sure that Grissom does. The best shoot-or-work conundrum in the history of wrestling returns as Lost Liam and I wonder if the nitpicker really does enjoy the intro to the American Males intro music, or if he's just having us on and setting up a It was me, Lost Liam! It was me all along! Vince Stone called swerve at some point in the future, and out comes Riggs. It did what we think. Is this the American Males the worst tag name in history? Just it's, it's as bland as it possibly could be, and it's just descriptive, and it applies to about ninety percent of the roster. They're all American Males. It's just it's it's it, it's it's <laughs> atrocious. It's a challenge for you then. Next episode, lads, if you can think of worse tag team names in history, I'll give you uh, an extra bonus uh, golden ding. Bonus golden ding, eh? Challenge,
2: challenge, challenge accepted fantastic I'll be the judge
1: what, what is what are we how are we quantifying this or Is it, is it just generally shitter names no, yeah,
0: just... yeah what's worse than the American males the American males it's like yeah. the I mean, Scottish there can't,
2: can't be a worse uh, entrance theme
0: there can't no, 100%, oh, 100%. I'm, st- I'm,
2: st- I'm still not having uh, the proposed builder from no, myself no, no, last week Jim.
0: Correct. it's the best one
1: nice I, <laughs> I was tapping my foot along bobbing my head yeah come on Scotty Riggs. rigs <laughs> Just <laughs> making more in the rigs great <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jim was made up this week. You got he got another week of the uh, of the theme song,
0: and and me and you had got destroyed our our unimpeachable credibility, Liam. When that was then I popped up in the builders. A long way to go, long long road back to redemption here for for, for the Monday night scores after that. <laughs> Out next is Loch Ness who is, for those of an old school British wrestling persuasion better known as Giant Haystacks he's introduced, as he was at Super Brawl, as a monster and it's 6 foot 11 inches tall and weighing just shy of 700 pounds 50 stone <laughs> he certainly is that Mongol manages
1: He's also 50 years old by the way at this point He's 50 <laughs> he years is. old as well as 50 I thought was quite <laughs> impressive really
0: it is, mean, it is impressive that but he's. But a man of that
1: size, age 50, to be mobile. To be still
0: going. Never mind if a wrestling match. I mean, it barely, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Come yeah. on. He's 50 yeah. years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mongo does manage to balls up. <laughs> I love this It'd Mongo manages. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. He's I an idiot. This is, this is one of my favourite lines of all time for him. <laughs> Mongo manages to balls up the monster building the lads on comms are engaging in, commenting that if Lux could kill, this guy would be world champion. <laughs> he wouldn't, Mongo. He'd be in prison or Area 51 or something. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be world champion. Be, he's, he's, he's killed another one. He's killed another one. <laughs> Why are we letting him do this? <laughs> oh Mongo Mongo
1: asked as well there, is the Loch Ness one still there asked if he's really from England asked if he's really <laughs> from England it's not where Loch Ness is though is Mongo it's so
0: it's so good
1: oh dear could have said Britain yeah like all Americans it could it. Exactly. It have been it fucking have fine. his bets <laughs> No, he's it down. Is he really from England? Yes, he actually is, but <laughs> Loch Ness isn't your <laughs>
2: dickhead.
0: <laughs> 100%. Yeah, the exact line was Is he from England? If he is, he probably did crawl out of that cesspit they call Loch Ness. <laughs> Scotland, mongers, famously Scotland, you fucking moron. But Loch Ness is. Not, as you may well expect, very athletic. He seems to pause and psych himself up to clamber up the ring steps. I was like, oh, no, this this isn't going to bode well. This isn't going to go well. Uh, It's not good, this. Riggs does a decent enough job of doing the old biplane attacking King Kong routine with a standing drop kick followed by a (laughs) missile drop kick followed by another one in quick succession. And Riggs is right back up to the top rope again with superb athleticism and proceeds to fly towards the standing Ness in a couldn't-be-easier-to-catch crossbody, landing directly on the monster's chest with his legs either side of his arm. He's he's, he's like a fish leaping out of the ocean into the trawler's icebox. He's there. He couldn't have done it any better. But Loch Ness manages somehow to drop him. And then... Just falls forward on him, awkwardly, and giving his 50 stone tonnage, dangerously, right on Scotty's legs. Oh. The butcher causes an involuntary, oh, from Heenan. It's, listen, it's incredible, but he does recover quickly, does does Bobby, quick as a flash, and says to Riggs, there go, your knees, both of them. <laughs> Loch Ness then delivers a running <laughs> in the loosest possible sense <laughs> elbow drop to the prone rigs I mean shite but you know a million times better than Hogan's leg drop for instance so you know sort of swings and roundabouts he repeats the spot probably trying to distract from the botch and gets the pin he celebrates by shouting at the crowd <laughs> as Jimmy Hart then has to go and remind him where the hard camera is <laughs> and dragging him towards it so he can then be seen
2: <sighs> a bit a bit this was it. a painful watch
0: I think you would be that. I
2: think. Oh, well, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't realise he was fifty years of age. But he, uh, there's there's different moments in this match where he was like he couldn't get up off the ground without like <laughs> using the ropes and like pushing off Riggs's body on the floor. And uh, it's a million miles here from the the athleticism and the attitude. Here. I was thinking of like Kurt Angle and yeah. Chris Jericho and them kind of wrestlers, and this fella can't get up off the mat. <laughs> Come on. Old, old. mat
1: <laughs> He's fifty years old. He's as big as a fucking Volkswagen golf. <laughs> oh, easily. It could have been worse. He could, took, have been, doesn't what, mean... he could have been, you know, they've called him a Loch Ness monster, he could have come out like the Yeti and had, had a costume on. Imagine that. It would have been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
0: true. But I what was, was what was Loch Ness about him? There was nothing like you know what I mean? And you're right. I'm oh the, the, the name's absurd, I'm not defended the, that. They've taken it too far with uh, with with the Yeti, but like Fucking! What was this? He was—he was—he's not Scottish. He's got no tarn on. He's not—he's not a monster. He's a bloke in a in a onesie. Well, I mean, where they got that from, I do not know, because it's ginormous and his leaps. He can't—he can't. He's, he's immobile. <laughs> he's just—you're right. He's—he's—he's he's uh, do, he's done very well for a fifty-year-old, fifty-stone lad. And I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. And I think, by all accounts, he sounds like he was, and he retired not long after. Um,
1: I mean, I can see, see that. I can see the whole argument of just don't bug him. Exactly, do something I else. I just, I'd go with that. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. to have to have Hogan versus him in a couple of weeks anyway. Next week, probably on show shows, gonna be Hogan versus. Ex- him.
0: We're gonna. That's exactly what we're gonna get. We're gonna get Hogan and he'll fight him. He'll batter him, and then that'll be it. And then we'll never see him again. That's what's gonna happen in it. Sure his eggs is eggs.
2: If you think about it, though, it, uh, in the Dungeon of Doom kind of stable, you've already got the shark that feels like the immobile fat man. Yeah, role. and the one man uh, gang, and the one man gang. gang as well. So the, it, it, it just doesn't need to be here, does it? Nah, 100%. it's like this obsession. We said this a few, uh, a few. Uh, Podcast back about the obsession of having like really fat blokes on at the time, isn't it? That's supposed to like take yeah. the audience's breath away. Which it really does.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> his breath away.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this was honestly this was a painful watch for me. Yeah, yeah. I
0: d I didn't like this at all. And and it had Scotty Riggs in it, so pff, he's, got, he's yeah, gone way. Def- yeah,
2: definitely painful for rigs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got it in the
2: theme tune though, so that was good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Swings and roundabout eh?
2: 50 stone fellow just landed on your head. <laughs> oh, I mean, Christ. Just.
0: I know. Unbelievable. Went above and beyond. Did Scotty Riggs here? you? Went above and beyond the call of duty in this, this debacle. <laughs> mean Jean's back at the top of the gangway next, and he's accompanied by the newly aligned pair of Woman and Miss Elizabeth, who are pushing a hospital bed with a lump in it. Both these lasses have turned heel to place themselves on the arm of Ric Flair in the past few weeks. Elizabeth at Super Brawl, so I've got absolutely no idea who might be the lump in the... Oh, it's Flair, of course it is. He's already jumped out from beneath the sheets, rendering the whole thing pointless immediately. Anyway, Elizabeth cuts a promo about why she turned on Macho after Flair's given her the floor. And while all's going smoothly enough, uh, she then forgets her lines, prompting Flair to step back in and take the floor away from her with what she wants to say is... But then she remembers, so just starts talking again, and then Flair has to sort of cackle with his head back (laughs) and basically say, uh, uh, let her get on with it. As she says, she's still pissed at Macho, despite taking half of everything in the divorce. Uh, That was nothing, because last night she took it all. Um, Wonder if, you know, she was on a starter's blocks ready to enact her dastardly plan every time Mach had the belt and then he'd lose it she's oh I can't can't take it away from him again oh he's got it again oh, no I can't she's been doing this for him for years <laughs> anyway cobblers let's move on next up dangerous Devon Storm makes his Nitro debut looking like a superhero designed by a five year old he's got luminous green and black pattern sleeveless spandex suit on and green knee high boots leg tassels bug eyed sunglasses and a massive mullet he kind of takes off to start jogging to the ring, but then seems to clock that it's quite far away, so he thinks better of it, and then sort of slows to a weird power walk, like he's out with the girls on a Sunday morning in the suburbs, but with a massive mullet. Anyway, he's here to challenge Conan for the United States title. Uh, not bad on debut, that. Going straight into a title shot.
2: I thought uh, Devon story, it was a nice tribute to Michael's bike from Alan Partridge, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's... that's... He gave me a nice little flashback when he, he pops out. <laughs> that's Desert <that's a> Storm. <laughs>
0: uh, there's one for the social. <laughs> that's that's me, That's Desert Storm. <laughs> oh, dear. That's amazing. Um, another fun fact. <laughs> storm, real name Christopher Ford, and his first namesake, Christopher Daniels, are the only two wrestlers in history who've wrestled for ECW, WCW, the WWF, TNA, Ring of Honor, and AEW. Wow. How about that? Only two in history. Um, Bischoff says he's heard a lot about him, and he's a suicidal kind of guy. (laughs) We'll be booking him on
2: your
0: your (laughs) show there. (laughs) Bischoff, I mean, I thought you already had that covered with Sabu. We hadn't seen him for Absolutely donkeys, so... (laughs) Fearing the worst Storm lives up to this And kicks off with a somersault Sent onto the outside Off a chair he set up in the ring Um, The lads proceed with the sort of High spots all over the shop And there are some decent ones as they go through But Mm. both lads are clearly athletic but holy shit! This is one of the most disjointed matches I've ever seen. But the crowd is like, fucking was painful at times.
1: It's tumbleweeds in the crowd. No one cares. Yeah, me. it was flat as a pancake. No wasn't? one cares. No, no one knows who people so are. are really. No one knows who the exactly.
0: Are. It's fucking just, just two no lads. Skin in the game
1: because they're going to do fucking Correct. because one of them's going to do some mad shit off jumping off a chair at the outside and doing a few flips here and there. So he's like, oh, we'll get him in. The crowd is like, who the fuck are these?
2: couldn't give a shit you saw so right just their attire as well like it, they, they both look like they've been to a fancy dress shop like I don't know which one's worse like <laughs> there's no like, credibility <laughs> it's great they can do like hurricane runners and stuff like that but they just look like they've just come off a stag dude don't they so.
0: <laughs> really do and they've got and okay fair enough they've probably never wrestled before probably haven't met each other before but there is no chemistry between them at all yeah. it's all clunky yeah. it all goes wrong and just painful. Anyway, the, the finish is a microcosm of the rest of the match, frankly. So Storm gets whipped into the turnbuckle where Conan then follows, jumps onto him, standing on the second rope as if he's going to do the sort of mounted punches. Then Storm just grabs his legs while he's sort of in the face in the crotch position, clumsily spins Conan round so he's now sitting on the turnbuckle, and then clambers up to set up a Hurricane Rana, but then Conan just Counters that into a roll through power bomb into a sort of bridging pin, which gets the win. Like impressive move, but I was just I was just relieved that this was over. It was Storm had to pin himself
1: though as well, didn't he? Because he, he
0: slipped <laughs> yeah. out of it the did. hole, then
1: had to jump back underneath. <laughs> Storm's pinned himself.
0: <laughs> that's how the match finished. Maybe that's yeah, that's what he means by suicidal. Yeah. For, forever putting his, yeah, yeah. his victories in peril. Yeah, he's he's, he's got. It a could chance. have been so much
2: better this match though, couldn't it?
0: Oh, of course it could, yeah. Just as Jim says, they're clearly listen,
2: just, both athletic, but like yeah. you said, there's just zero, zero chemistry. Absolutely, and no, no, no one one match for, sh- sh- no, skin for sake, no skin in
0: the game for anyone. Yeah, exactly. No just one a match cared. for the sake of it. Totally. And on to our main event, as we've got well, obviously Hulk Hogan, but also Arn Anderson, fresh from his call it in the ring leather strap. I respect you match with the Taskmaster at Super Brawl. Arn's out first, accompanied by woman, and Mongo thinks he has moxie. I agree, Mongo. Arne immediately proves McMichael right as he and woman, if you like this, show that they have nerves of steel. As during their walk to the ramp, the pyro pop that accompanies their entrance explodes right behind them. Not one of them, as much as blinked. I shat myself just watching it. I am dead imp- genuinely dead impressed. Pair of them, well done. Anyway, as they enter the ring, and Arne's and Arne's superb four-horseman music fades out. Now that is some good music. And in fade the Hulkster's American-made wailing guitar theme intro, which I also believe is a Jimmy Hart one.
2: I mean, I I I, I really appreciate Arn in the ring, but he doesn't look like he should be good from his appearance, <laughs> should he? No. no. Like, you look at him and you are like. I can just imagine like asking him where the decking cleaner is and being cute. He's got that. He's got that. You know what I mean? That persona that he shouldn't be decent. And he, ca- he, he, he carried like, Hulk through this well, uh, map. This is the best I've. Yeah, it's the best the- I've seen Hulk work yeah. with someone in the ring.
1: Correct. At the start of the match, he's just selling Hogan's toilet like superbly isn't he yeah, that's
2: what I mean. Like it's, yeah, really, he it really is. It makes Hulk Hogan look good in the ring, and that that that's a massive like plot if you. I mean, yeah, uh, no, first no high class phrase.
1: fucking toilet salesman. Yeah,
0: correct. <laughs> and and we've missed. From Hulk's entrance, oh my God, he's got to be doing it as a wind-up now. He has continued his 100 percent record of outdoing how daft he looks each week, as he is once again completely outdone himself, as he's gone full pirate with his eye patch. Now, I don't understand why it's gotten worse each week. Like surely the, the injury would have been at its worse when it's just happened but it seems to be you know when he he started off with just the butterfly stitches and his Mr. Bump head bandage and now he is you know here he is full fucking you know jack sparrow as he marches to the ring pointing at the eye patch it's really important this right point at the eye patch a lot point at the eye patch everyone seeing the eye patch <laughs> and in the, in the ring with the, with the crowd admittedly red hot he tears the shirt he throws it onto Arn, who gets you know who reacts superbly apoplectic and takes his bandana off to reveal yet more comedy wound dressing <laughs> he's got three huge white stitches over his eyebrow now making him look like a set of Adidas Predators that someone's dipped in orange paint and then huh. you're dead right as it actually gets underway Arn, fantastic somehow manages to make it a half decent match in spite of all Hogan's in ring deficiencies and Hogan continues, by the way, to, to sort of exhibit all this really heelish behaviour we've seen from him recent weeks, like total heel. eye rakes, tall heel mm-hmm. back rakes, choking Arn when the ref's distracted, and even biting him in the eyebrow while he's delivering the ten count punches at one point. And Bischoff says he's teaching Arn a lesson in some comms morality gymnastics that'd make JR proud. After a few minutes on the outside, Hulk catapults Arn into the ring post, which Arn executed and sold really well. Hulk then, pointing at the eye patch remember, just tears off his eye patch. So what's the fucking point of it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure he's gone, I'm gonna show everyone how hard I am because I'm tearing this eye patch off because I'm Hulk Hogan and I don't, I'm not bothered about scratching my eye. Well if you're not bothered about scratching your eye, don't put it on in the first fucking place then, mate. What wh- why are you getting in three minutes into a match and then tearing it off and trying to get applauded for it? God, he annoys me. And he's clearly, by the way, what's happening is he's clearly just sick of walking around with only one eye. In the, yeah, in the middle he's of the match yeah, of I'm, I'm bored of this correct I'm bored of this just bored yeah. of this I want, want my depth perception back yeah maybe that was why maybe that's was why he was half decent for a bit with his depth perception all fucked up oh he's actually alright anyway Hulk starts to dominate and Heenan got a right chuckle out of me as he said of Arn he could be playing possum you never know about Arn Anderson he could be suckering Hogan in which is easy to do <laughs> <laughs> superb thought of it on the fly stuck the knife in at Hogan great Cue uh, uh, an Arne fight back as the Enforcer back elbows Hulk, climbs to the top rope, before Hogan then throws him off, so he lands on the top rope, legs akimbo, landing right on his double A's. That prompts Flair and the freshly heel-turned Miss Elizabeth to march down the ramp to a chorus of boos. Arne plants Hogan with the best spinebuster in the biz, but only gets a two count, obviously, from Hogan, who super kicks out, sending Arne, with a lot of help from Arn about four feet into the air. Hulk does his shtick Hulk's up Plants the big boot on Anderson And then Flair struts And applies the figure four To antagonise Flair It works And Flair scampers into the ring As the ref checks on Arn, Missing him completely As he goes to attack Hogan I mean poor ref He's booked like an absolute lemon here I mean Three fucking foot away And he can't Supposedly can't see Flair attacking Hogan But it doesn't work anyway lads Because Hulk in spite of having on in the figure four, manages to wrap, flare up in a kind of bridging pin you'd see after a fisherman suplex, which Flair bizarrely has to then sell as some kind of submission hold. I get, I that? All my Hulk still got obviously on in the figure four, and the rest misses it all from all of three feet away. I mean insanity. Finally, the ref turns around, gets rid of Flair out the ring, but no DQ bizarrely. As we miss how Hulk manages to, to help and eject flare from the from the ring, as we're over the shoulder of Woman at ringside, who is accumulating powder into her hands if she's sort of getting you know, readying a snowball, ready to throw it in Hulk's eyes. If only he'd left the eye patch on, <laughs> he'd have the perfect defence. <laughs> They're fucking moron. <laughs> um, up to the apron, climbs Woman, nails Hulk in the face. As Arn's given Miss Elizabeth's shoe from Flair, and he then blasts Hogan and discards the shoe to Flair on the other side of the ring in one sublimely sick move and then manages to get the pinfall. Hogan can't end the show staring up at the lights, though, as we all know, so he just gets back up and then batters Arn and Flair as Macho arrives.
1: But he got in the face with a shoe the other day. Sorry, sorry to jump in. Sorry. Oh, he. Uh, he... He got, he got hit in the face with a shoe fucking two weeks ago, didn't he? That? That's how he hurt his eye in the first Almost blinded him the first time. This time, yeah. he's fine. He's straight back
0: up. <laughs> straight back up. Three three straight seconds for the pin, then he's up. Let's go. <laughs> what happened? It's, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd.
2: Just think of the career he would have had if like wrestlers would have clicked onto this earlier, about just hitting him in his eye with a heel. And- <laughs> He wouldn't have had nowhere near as credible a, a career, would he? Like, if Andre had just done this, <laughs> this is his uh, animal's back, isn't it? This, this <laughs> shot to the eye. The heel shot, yeah, it is.
0: His <laughs> Achilles heel shot, absolutely spot on.
2: It's oh, amazing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, I think it was um, Heenan who. Um, when a woman got onto the apron and and shut the powder, he was he was calling it rat poison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's his superpower. Lines. It's his superpower. <laughs> he can see an inanimate object and immediately know what it is from from forty feet away. He's incredible. By the way,
2: she, she uh, woman did this much better than she did at the um, yeah at the it super bowl. Yeah, she clearly yeah. missed. Yeah, you're so I right. So fair play.
0: Yeah, she'd uh, she learned. You're so right. Um, uh, as I say, I know that you know for for for. Hulk battering everyone, and then Macho arrives to help him out. When it's the other way around, when Macho, you know, when Hulk comes to save Macho, it's all about Hulk, and Macho's sitting there lying, helpless, and Hulk comes and saves him. But when it's Hulk, straight back up. He doesn't need any help. He's doing it anyway. Hulk whips Flare into Macho, who plants him with a decent-looking chair shot. Safe, but, you know, not like Hulk's half ass piss-poo things. Then Flair repeats my favourite all-time spot, the Flair comms takeover. He grabs Bischoff's headset, <laughs> which immediately falls apart, and just starts shouting, hello, 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 Hogan, hello. It's <laughs> just, just, it's just so good. Anyway, he tells Hogan, you just got your ass kicked again, which he did, and then, uh, Arn delivers a Kraken promo, prompting Hogan and Macho to storm the announce table too, giving us another flared gem as he realises they're being charged by Hogan and, uh, and Macho. And he goes, oh, girls! And then legs. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love him when it when comes. Anyways, they flee into the night. Hogan then delivers a textbook shite promo. Macho says stop the music despite there not being any music (laughs) but essentially Hulk and Macho accept the challenge for next Monday night I didn't clock there was a challenge issued for next Monday night but there could have been I was probably what Flair was supposed to say but didn't Uh, so next week we'll have Hogan and Savage versus Arn and Flair Um, as Hogan says as Hogan says As Mongo was my witness, no more Mr. <laughs> nice Guy around WCW. And by the way, he spent the entire match biting Arn's face. What's he going to do to ramp up No More Mr. Nice Guy? Kill him. Is that how he escalates? If this was Mr. Nice Guy, what's next week? He's fucking
1: insane. Absolutely.
0: It's
2: insane. It's absurd. <laughs> so so is, is next week a tag match now then? Because I thought it was like.
0: Guess is I guess as good as mine, Lee. I thought Who Savage knows, had him? like
2: a. Um, another title match like, yeah I took, I took... yeah I'll sack the title match off so I can just tag team with Hulk was <laughs> yeah, that was that fair Yes, so right. absolutely yeah. berry and Savage on this show like, oh it's... just permanently did you yeah. see the state of his pyro by the way um, Super Brawl? no oh it was completely lacklustre it was like just a oh. Roman candle or something before he came out it just honestly it just summed like what they think of him at the moment just zero life in the in the pyrotechnics. It was it was oh, sad. It was sad to see.
0: So sad to see. And you so what So once good. again,
2: basically, we don't know what's going on in WCW. Nah, is what we're saying.
0: It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Got it. And with that, we're out. <laughs> So that was WCW Monday Nitro. Let's find out what we are made of. It. It wants to kick off our Nitro ratings builders. What would make us tune in to boost the ratings next time, lads?
2: Uh, so a clear, a clear builder for me this week. Very easy is uh, the battery. Um, another Rolls Royce performance here from the guy. If you manage to make Hulk Hogan look half decent in the ring, then you are some wrestler. <laughs> so I have to take my hat off. Uh, and yeah I think every time every time he's in with someone you know who we know is rubbish he, he ends up making them come out looking you know a million bucks so all, all fair play there really to add quality yeah he's stellar he's stellar
1: I had I very little I, I wrote the first note but I just don't I don't like these shows these are rubbish aren't they <laughs> these nice shows are rubbish yeah. And the best yeah. thing about them is just Pillman is just gone Apparently like, Bischoff knew all about it all the defuck but whatever, yeah, all yeah. part of the plan, whatever Bischoff. Um, I wrote <laughs> down that I enjoyed Flair's promo, not not the microphone one, um, not the one where he crashed corners but the Gurney. Yeah. I, I thought it was just a bit more like kind of. Obviously there was there was elements with when Miss Elizabeth dropped the ball and all that, but um, yeah. no, just like it, it oh, just felt a bit of, yeah. kind of. A bit wild, but he was entertaining. He worked well with Mean Gene. I think when he mm. mentioned Flair mentioned yeah. something about Space Mountain, Gene had a brilliant reaction. He's great with <laughs> yeah, the kind he of he's great <laughs> he with him reactions, isn't he? Which is superb. Yeah. Pretending he doesn't know, yeah. It's just yeah, like he just, he's just, he's just he said something. Flair said, "Only a woman can say things as eloquently as they need to be heard." Before he passed it to Mean Gene, uh, sorry, Mean Gene, before he passed it to Miss Elizabeth. Just, just. I mean, what the hell? What does that mean? Only woman can say things yeah. eloquently as they need to. But the fuck, it was just. it was just loads of wild stuff, and I just thought this is what you should Full be doing flare. more of. These kind of yeah, larger yeah. than life promos as opposed to the same wrestling match every week. So that was
0: yeah, cool. yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I um, Scotty Riggs for me, obviously. Theme tune, um, more Riggs please. <laughs> and I thought he did his, his level best to have a match with a barely mobile boulder, you know, which he which yeah. he did with a plum, frankly. So. That was,
2: that was well, I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Bagwell last week, and you've obviously highlighted Riggs this week. It's just that they have got this shocking American males gimmick. Yeah, that yeah. they're lumbered with. You know, yeah. I mean, they, 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 there's a lot of potential there, isn't there? Yeah, both if, cracking if, in the ring.
0: I know. If you're right, yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Um, Flair's madcap announce table promo madness. It just gets me every time. Absolutely every time. Hello. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> he's, he's so good. I watch it all day
1: it's just getting silly though isn't it sorry oh, it's of just, course
0: it is it's absolutely absurd
1: yeah. it's just just, what I mean just like we're not, you're not, not, not saying they're like you know, I, I can't wait to see another great you know Flair crashing the comms table and saying stupid things we're, we're literally no. laughing at him for yeah. the ridiculous the, <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's, of it. it's, it's mental it's, it's insane yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't know yes
2: daft I think you were spot on last week Steve when you said about Flair with how good he, he would be as a manager mm. um, and, and I'm not saying like he's a terrible wrestler but You'd rather hear Fleur on the mic than, you know, Savage and Hogan just talking bollocks for you know week on week, wouldn't you? So agreed. It well, is G- entertaining. Jimmy
0: Hart is never used as a he's never he does a promo. You know what I mean? Like never the mouth of the south, and you just you, you just think why not? <laughs> Especially with the Dungeon of Doom, you'd have him as the spokesperson. Like we hear Taskmaster more, and he's got the world's worst voice. Like what's going yeah. on there? <laughs> special mention for completely back on Liam, uh, but special mention for his. Heel smash throw maneuver. Honestly, like watch it again. It's it's like a magician. It's like from the hard camera, you genuinely can't see him do it. You can't see where he where he offloads it. Like some genuine like magician sleight of hand stuff. Ah, oh, just just sublime. Compare that with fucking Hogan holding his chair like it's you know. A pillow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and using it like one too.
2: Just... I've got I've got one more as well. Uh, uh, uh... Randy Savage has been made to look like an idiot over the past couple of months, and I think today, yeah. I think Jim, you 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 made a reference to it. How different he was when he's like clearly annoyed of what what's going on, and the match was just much better. than when he's like allowed to just have full throttle, you know, yeah. and going to fifth gear, it was it was better, much better this week from him. So I've got to, I've got to pick up on that as well.
0: Completely agree. Yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. between his teeth. He could be a bit nasty, a bit more. Yeah, just yeah, spot on. And look how good he can be. And the, the yeah. crowd love it. I'm not saying do that every week, because that's the point, but he's been doing his usual shtick every yeah. week, which is get battered, do an elbow drop, doing yeah. it, or get battered and lose. You know, he's been absolutely He's been grounded. made to look like
2: the you know the most feeble of heavyweight champions, isn't he? He has. You know, this was much needed today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you want
1: to hear this, the sound of a... Uh, the sound of of a barrel being scraped. The, the only other thing I wrote down in the Builders column was uh, that it was amazing. I wrote, at least this is the word I wrote. I'm reading it word for word. Amazing to see a man the size of giant haystack still wrestling at age 50. That's, I can't that's how desperate that. it got, really. It, it wasn't amazing, was it? It was just the fact that he was still mobile.
0: OK, time for each of us to pick our ultimate builder. Have we been swayed by the others' builders, or will we stick to our Billy Guns and go for one of our own? Jim, what was your ultimate builder for this week?
1: I think uh, Liam's, uh, Liam's points about Art Anderson were valid, and I just struggled so much to find any, any, anything credible to say about this show. So I think Art Anderson is a, a, worthy, a worthy claimant of, the, of, the, of
2: this week's ultimate
0: builder. Liam, same question to you. Arn too.
2: Yeah, it's gotta be Arn Anderson for me, just just for the sheer fact of of getting Hogan over massively and looking half decent, so I've got to stick with that.
0: Yeah, clean sweep. I I get it now. I get I get the Arn sort of legend status, the hype. You know, I knew he was good, but he's also so sort of dependable, consistent, and when he needs to, happy to play second fiddle to the match, to someone else, to whatever. I just more I see the more I like. He's a lot like Scotty Riggs in that way. Um, great stuff.
1: Both have good right. theme tunes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, over to the ratings killers. What would turn us off faster than Loch Ness in a corset? Who wants to kick us off, lads? i
1: will kick us off here. So, again, I, I am going to list all the stuff I've wrote down because we could be here a while, but uh, <laughs> what I've wrote is the the attempts to create some kind of, like, chaos are just getting really tiresome because they involve exactly the same people doing exactly the same (laughs) things all the time. The heels, when the heels rush in the ring, like, that always happens in anything. It's either the Dungeon of Doom or it's the Horsemen. Hogan fighting them off of the chair. Hogan always standing tall, whatever. (laughs) Flare hijacking comms, like, there's things that... might have felt spontaneous, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they're just... It's just just boring. It's tiresome. It's just the same stuff over and over and over and over and... They need to
0: change up they need to freshen it up big time. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Winning to repeat in
2: it. I've got to put forward old Nessie here, Loch Ness. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel I feel slightly harsh here, you know, knowing now he's fifty years of age at the time, but like squash matches are used to enhance someone's profile, aren't they? And this was a complete opposite. <laughs> I would I would I'd be quite comfortable here never seeing this fellow in the ring again. Like Yeah. That is true. <clears throat> I think the the, the failed um, catch of the crossbody from uh, Riggs that, that just summed it all up for me. You, know, yeah. you even heard a gasp, didn't you, from the comms there? Were like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> terrible, terrible.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Um, Conan versus Devon Storm for me. I expected from Hogan, but not not from anyone else. And it was it was it was painful to watch these. lads. I was please when the match was over because it was, it was car crash telly stuff I ah, yeah, really, yeah. struggled. really struggled I think that links
2: in with Jim's point as well doesn't it about you know, these are two new wrestlers are you supposed to care about and because you get the same old shite yeah. week on week we're not bothered are we so
1: it's like kind of leads on to the other thing I've wrote down with me is as, um, as part of my killer is, is I just hate it when they bring in the ECW lads so Devon Storm that's my bike that's Devon Storm and they had when they had Sabu in and- <laughs> the the week or when they yeah. get the nasty boys in no not the nasty public boys public enemy well, public enemy that's it when they get public enemy in to, to to fight nasty boys um, yeah it's it's always the same shit and it's like they did, they did you know to do all the mad stuff on ECW in the kind of small venue that yeah. that's yeah. really over with our audience and really fucking you know what made ECW kind of famous but then it just feels shameless to get we'll get them in they'll replicate exactly what they did in ECW they'll do exactly the same stuff apart from the be wrestling our guys, just underlines how they fucking don't have any ideas of their own, do you know what I mean? We'll yeah, get these yeah, lads in, exactly. repeat what you did over there, it'll be great. It's just, it's just shameless fucking stealing, and <laughs> it. shameless plagiarising. Yeah, it is.
0: You're so right, yeah, nothing new, nothing nothing interesting, nothing well thought, just like, yeah, as you say. They've do seen there, some lads get
1: a reaction from, like, you know, jumping off a chair to the outside or doing a backflip here and there, so then was like, right, yeah. we'll get him, you do exactly that. You have an ECW-style match yeah. in our ring and, you know, on our telly.
0: Just, with no just, with no storyline building up to, as you say, there's no reason to care. Like, yeah, yeah, cool, that's impressive, but I don't know who they were, and I can't remember his name, and I'm not going to see him again. So, exactly. So what? And you, yeah. you did a crowd was absolute, as you say, tumbleweed.
2: If you think enough. about it as well, like, how, how many times have we like cooed over like Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko and yeah. Johnny B Bad and things like that, and then you don't see him for like six weeks you and you just pop up at a pay per view, and then you're supposed to like know what's going on and give a damn about it. It's yeah, disjointed, isn't it?
1: None of them lads even made the pay-per-view, did they? Guerrero didn't. Malenko didn't.
0: No.
2: No. That's what I mean. Like, Benoit with the title shot, like, uh, on the last night's row, like, just... Strange, isn't it? Strange decision-making. It's rubbish.
0: Yeah, completely. Exactly what it was. Uh, Hogan's eye patch has to have a mention. It's just... (laughs) What's what's this? Just... (laughs) Just no more, please. He's got to be done. He's ripped it off this week so surely he can't he can't have it next week you know what I mean surely has, this is going to be it now he's going to he's got to have healed surely yeah I hope why did he do the promo as <laughs> well like that promo at the
1: end for Savage yeah. on like almost on his behalf when he's, he's talking about the yeah. divorce from Miss Elizabeth and he's talking about all the like you know like the fucking you know payments well, just and heard whatever getting in and half
0: and, exactly yeah getting the alimony and yes yeah, so, so what, why wasn't Savage doing that surely Savage would be doing that promo yeah Completely... He's divorced? Right. Why would I he know. be talking about someone else? In the I, know. I know. Why would he be? Absolutely, Danny Dyer, absolutely diabolical. All right, then Liam, kick us off. What's your ultimate killer?
2: The night of week. Got to be Lot Ness. <laughs> got to be Lot Ness. Abysmal, <laughs> shite, rubbish.
0: Can't argue with any of that. <laughs> Jim, Nessie's defender. You, uh, are you sticking the knife in too? Oh, no, I, no, I can't do that. I can't. Um,
1: I'll. I go with the 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 Devon's not so much Devon Storm, but the the continued bringing in of the ECW ads just to do what they've done elsewhere. You know the shamelessness of it all, the lack of ideas.
0: Fair. Well, I was, I'm 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 on the fence. I was Conan and Devon Storm. I was so I found so uncomfortable to watch. It was just it was car crash telly. But but then I can't I can't not go for I can't not go for Loch Ness given he dropped Scotty Riggs his (laughs) favourite wrestler ever when Scotty Riggs literally (laughs) caught him for him you know Jesus Christ yeah I'll go for I'll go for that we'll get some consensus on the go Loch Ness Nessie the ultimate killer this week the the Englishman will be devastated (laughs) all of that in mind, let's see which show we thought should have won the ratings battle this week. What do you reckon, lads? Which was the better wrestling show, Nitro or the dog show? Well, obviously, never mind. Dog show. Yeah, exactly. Of course course it was. We've obviously got an uncontested ratings battle this week. But let's head over to the golden envelope to find out how Nitro got on. So last time out, remember, Raw was 2.7 and Nitro 2.9. But this time... Raw, no result. Nitro, 3.7. The highest rating either show has had to date in the Monday Night Wars. Wow. Unbelievable. So no, so no Raw fans tuned into the dogs? It doesn't appear so. It looks like they've, they've, uh, they've, the vast majority of jump ship and checked out Nitro and... I'm not sure on that show, isn't that they'll definitely be sticking around next yeah, week, I don't they, they know. They do won't
2: be back. They won't be back, will they?
0: No, I, sure. I wouldn't be after that, lot. So it's the default hat trick for Nitro. Three ratings battle wins in a row, leaving them 11 9 ahead on the Monday Night Scoreboard. So that's it for this episode of the Monday Night Score Season 2. Next time out, Raw Returns, where mankind makes WWF misappropriation his mission. The Ringmaster returns to wreak ruin, and villainous Vader's back to violate victims. Plus, Nitro will be trying to make it four ratings war wins on the bounce. But will it all live up to the hype? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. Well, before we head off to start tracking down maps of England to find Loch Ness on Wish, don't forget to follow <laughs> us on Twitter. We're at TMN Scores. That's at TMN Scores. Or follow us on the Monday Night Scores on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the Monday Night Scores wherever you get your podcasts. And all that's left for us to say is goodbye. So thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, this has been the Monday Night Score. Warren Remedy, Sabine Rabbit, <laughs> Ticklem Jock, Kenmare Sorceress, <laughs> Midriff Seductive, Boxwood Barkentine, Barbary Hill Bootlegger, <laughs> Ben <laughs> <What>? <laughs> This is one. <laughs> Governor... (laughs) Hang on. Sorry. Let's get the next one. Governor Moscow... (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. Put it down. Governor Moscow, Warland Protector of Shelter Rock, My Own Brucie, (laughs) Pitter-Patter of Piper's Croft, (laughs) Rock Ridge Night Rocket. Sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> Rancho Dobe Storm, Kipax Fear Carmichael <laughs> Car- <laughs> Car- <laughs> Car- <laughs> <fanfare. laughs> Carmichael's fanfare, Carmichael's <laughs> fanfare. <laughs> Bardeen Bingo, <laughs> Sir Lancelot of Barvan, Dandy's favourite Woodchuck, St. Aubrey Dragonora of Elsdon, Cabix the Challenger, Seawood's Blackbeard, Marietta's National Acclaim, <laughs> Great Elm's Prince Charming the Re- second, Registry's Lonesome Dove, nearly there, Willem the Conqueror, not William, Special Times Just Right, Surrey Spice Girl, Torum's Scarf Michael, 3D Grinchy Glee, Tashtin's tin's looking for trouble. Rumour has it, and my personal favourite, Banana Joe. <laughs> right, let's uh, let's <laughs> sack this off, pun intended. Even though that was the dog's bollocks, and let's get back to the Monday night wars. Very good. There you go. <clears throat> <laughs> no. Tickle him, <'em>, jock. Got me, Mitchell.
2: Tickle him, jock. What was the Carmichael one again?
0: Yeah. Carmichael's fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, know Carmichael's fanfare. It was, uh, it was Governor Moscow every time. I had a run-through, I had a practice when I'd written them down to so see if I could get through, and Governor Moscow really tripped me up. Governor, <laughs> Governor Moscow. Moscow. It's from, like, 1926 or something, Governor Moscow. There you go. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, no wrestling.